Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode of Toke Moment. Uh, this is the Elevator Toke Moment. And yes, I see all the comments about my glasses. <laughs> like, guys, it's it's a look, okay? Loewe. Today I have with me, Loewe, as you said. Today I have with me one of my favorite people ever, um, Denola Gray. Hey, baby girl. Hey, Pusky. I'm trying to do that. Yeah. Denola, I miss you else. in my life. Where have you been? Girl, oh, I've, my, been like, like, I've been traveling. I know. I'm it's like, to find myself. it's Boy, haven't we all been on that self? 2022 has been a mess, man. I don't know. I mean, it's been God. I mean, praise God and whatnot. But like, damn. Like, damn. I feel like being raked through with the coals. You know? I ain't got no edges no more. <laughs> this is painted on, guys. It's painted on. It's, it's been rough. It's been rough. <laughs> you know what is so weird? I said to someone that my 2022 is basically full of disappointed but not shocked. That's how to define TM2022. Disappointed, but no shocks. The amount of times I've had to pick myself up mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. And every time I remember your voice, you know one of the best advice you gave to me? Oh, God. You would never... We'd be talking, though. Like, yeah, yeah, you said to me that when you don't heal, you spill over people who mm-hmm. don't yes. want. And then you said to me also that don't look at it as... A broken heart. Mm-hmm. Look at it as it cracked your heart open mm-hmm. to Build love. Bigger capacity to Capa- love. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would always remember that. Yeah, you know, I mean And then this is not even only relationship that has done me bas goes this year. Is it friendship as well? I think. Friendship. Dreams. Dreams, I think. You know, the only thing I think that I'm I can say that this year I was in the driving seat and I've been in the driving seat for a couple of years now is work. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've been on it. And like, I, I and I'm grateful for it and I don't take that for granted, yeah. friend. But there's some moments where this year was one of, okay, outside of what you do, who are you? There's a lot of identification with like, oh, because, you know, I, I went on a retreat in um, Soho. So, you know, um, Soho House. There was a retreat in Oxford. Um, it was called Retreating While Black. And um, one of the segments of the weekend long list of activities we did was somebody was like, oh, okay. Um, introduce yourself or who are you? And, they made all of us write it down. And everybody in the room wrote what they did, not who they were. 
And that was the point of the exercise. Like there was something to be said about an over-identification with success and status based on what you do. And then they were like, that's not your truth. Mm. It's what you do to earn a living mm. and it's what you know maybe you're good at. Mm. But who are you? Mm. And a lot of us couldn't answer it. Mm. And I think that that's like literally the problem. Like there's such an over-identification with the way you see yourself, the way other people see you, your accomplishments. And sometimes I, I, I rewrote mine a few months after that and I was like, my name is Denola. I am love in all its forms. I'm complex. I'm simple. I'm everything, nothing, and something. All at, all at the same time you know mm. that's literally like i got to that point as i've been like oh man i can't say actor fashion consultant this and this it's what i do but it's not really who i am i'm mm. like oh, i'm just a lover boy mm. full of love and light mm. Un- until you cross me then mm. i'm a raving asshole. i mean before we get to that crossing you're just looking at you there's a deep admiration for that journey i'm so proud of you Thank for you, going babe. on that journey because that's one of the journeys that i definitely want to find myself doing and there's a lot of fear mm-hmm. inside of me sometimes because it's like okay just take your hands off work and take some time off and worry about you mm-hmm. and i haven't been able to do that in 12 years why do you, do you think know that what is, I, mean? I don't know why i'm so scared i think i might be scared of what i might find mm. do you know what i mean yeah and sometimes I, I feel like i'm comforted with the success and it's just when you said that, you know, when you write a list of what you do, we've been doing it for so long that it becomes a part of us. And so many other sides of us have died yeah. or, on or this journey because we're trying to get to here. Yeah. And you get here with all the battles and mm-hmm. all the battle scars, rather. And it's like, what am I going to do with all of this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, you couldn't have put it any better. Like, there's no... I think maybe sometimes people think that it's a okay, now I know who I am and it's never changing. It's always going to change. <sighs> and it's not, it's, not, it's never like, oh, you finally get to one point and everything just works out. Life mm. is, is about ebbing and flowing. Mm. And, you know, when you ignore some parts of yourself now, it will scream for your attention in the future mm. at a very inopportune time. Mm. So it's best to like pay attention to the parts of you that are screaming out to be heard and mm. loved. And there's something to be said about accepting who you are in totality. Like, being doing what you do, I'm sure, and also doing what I do, like you're expected to be on it, to be cool, to be this and that and the other. But then that I know you personally, like you're not like you're a goofball, you know, you're, you're, you're funny, like you're really funny, you're silly, you dance, you, mm. you know, you crack jokes. And you also have the persona that is like yeah, yeah, a slayer. Two or three things can be true at the same time. But because there's an over-identification with what the general public sees mm. sometimes even happens to me. I feel like who I really am is not enough. So that's why I don't go out as much. So you, you probably don't see me out as much. I like keeping who I am, like that magic for the people who get it. Mm. And the ones who don't can actually like yeah. F off. You know, I actually identify with that because I feel like some some parts of me is always excited at the thought of people not knowing who I am. Yeah. I like I yeah. like when when I let you in and you realize that it's completely different from the radio girl or the mm-hmm. television girl or the fashion girl or this and it's just this is who I am and I feel like you know it's also there's a there's a catch 22 because as we grow older one of the things you said stood out for me we're constantly healing from mm-hmm. something do you know what I mean and it doesn't stop, it doesn't stop. and so many of us of us do not even know that we're healing from certain things you know yeah. adulthood is so Oh. It is. It really is. You know what? Can we just talk about that for a second? Oof. Because 
I actually accosted my mom the other day. I'm like, you did this to me. <laughs> because you brought me, you, you actually brought me here. Yeah, I didn't ask to be I born. I didn't ask to be born. And now I have to like take care of myself and feed myself and pay for things. Like how what? did they do it? <laughs> how did they do it? I, I don't know. I'm 32 now. And by the time my parents were 32, they had had me and my older brother. And I don't know how they were. I mean, it was definitely different back then. Mm. You know, they had good jobs. But still, yeah. I can barely take care of myself, let alone even thinking about getting another human child. Yeah. Sorry, is that how you carry them? Oh my I really God. I think you carry like them like this. And like a Birkin. Not Look like at my baby. <laughs> Look at my baby. Well, you can baby. stop the baby in the Birkin Yeah, just, well, I mean, just when they're cute. Child, I'm sorry. But yeah. like, hi. Yeah. Like a dog. I think they just put in there. Oh was... my God. <laughs> no, but but then you you are hitting solid points. I feel like also some of our parents did us a disservice by not also sharing their process yeah. with us. Do you know what I mean? And like you said, life was much easier back then. It Opportunities, was. work-wise. But I also think it's just the terrain yeah. as well because... Whew. It's going to be a bit more complex. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think just even with... I think also another thing that they didn't have that we have that's mm. also something that maybe um makes us worse off is we have way too much access to other people's lives so they they didn't have social media to like see what their friends were doing right or not doing they were just facing their fronts mm. and i i i have had to tell myself countless times that like the only time I'm, that matters is my own yeah like it doesn't matter if all my friends are winning awards today and i'm not doing anything mm. it just matters that like i'm trying my best but how did you get there um, I'm still not all the way there. No, no, I, I, I'll, I'll be right. with you some some yeah. days. Like, I mean, to be honest, like for the for a long time, I was kind of like, mm, everyone should face their fronts and mind their business. Mm. But then the older I got, the more my friends got in relationships. Some of them started getting married, um, success. The ones that had like you know, um trackable mm. jobs mm. started getting more success. I was like, damn, what am I doing? Yeah. And that's one of the things that really bothered me this year. I'm like. I don't know what I'm doing. And see, the thing is, we are only, we are so harsh on ourselves sometimes. Like I was telling somebody the other day that like, I haven't done anything I'm proud of. And they're like, are you actually mad? You said that? I said that. I haven't you done anything said, I'm proud of. Can like, I tell I, you certain things that I'm proud of of you? And I always say this moment, I, I didn't mean to cut you short because when, when we're alive and we can reach each other and we can lift each other up and give each other our flowers, I'm a big believer of doing that. Mm. Um... <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> I learned something since last year. I never hang up the phone without saying love you. Yeah. I'm sure you notice that every time yeah. we speak, I'm yeah. always like love you because you just yeah. don't know when that will be the last time you speak to the person. Yep. And I want everyone in my life to know that I love them. Yeah. Now, going by what you said, um, whenever you feel like you don't know what you've achieved, looking from the outside, I can tell you, you've given a voice to countless of people to be authentically themselves. You've literally been in an era where if people are looking in the mirror and they feel a certain type of way and what they see is not how they feel, they can walk out that door and be like, you know what, if Dinola Gray can wear this and do this, then I can. Hmm. And I think that you don't even understand how powerful that is. Really and you need to begin that. to walk in that purpose. I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean... That actually means a lot to me. I, I honestly, you inspire me. What? You do. Oh, stop. Come there are on. days that I'll be like, I will tell my stylist, maybe we shouldn't do. It. Nah, maybe they're like, they don't like, they don't like, will pull this off in my mind, and I'm like, you know what? And you do it and walk in the room, and your last AMVCA speech, I had. 
tears in my eyes because mm. in not too many words, you talked about being different yeah. and embracing your difference. And it's in your face. It hasn't always been easy because mm -hmm. you and I have sat back several times and oh, had these conversations. <laughs> but how you put up a bold front every single day you step out of the door. You know, I'm bold. We're Scorpios. I think that's where we no, also... No, you're a Scorpio. I'm a Leo. So technically speaking, we shouldn't even be getting along. Really? I yeah. thought we were Scorpio. No, August 13th, baby. So why are you throwing your birthday party in, in, in November? It's, it's not my birthday party. It's my Welcome Max Lagos party. <laughs> I'm a Leo. It's all about me. Come on. <laughs> you know? The kind of friends I have. <laughs> yeah. I remember because yeah, in, 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 I don't know why I thought... This yeah. was the birthday thing you invited, no, it's not your birthday. invited it's, it's me to recently. It's just recently, like a welcome yeah. to Lagos Yeah, thing. but going back to what we're saying about this journey and you, because I know a lot of people are probably watching you right now and listening to you and wondering how is Denola navigating being different mm. in this sort of climate? I know you're not always here. I'm not always here. But being here, how do you just be like, fuck it? Um, I'm just be me. I think Fuck you guys. I think there, was, there comes a point in everyone's life. And honestly, I'm not even trying to gas you. Like, you've actually inspired me as well. Like, really? like you're not a stranger to like controversy and yeah. you know, people just talking and basically being polarized and being judged for just being yourself. And the way you handle it, you're like sunglasses to the to the BS, you know. Um, it. I've actually had that conversation before. That like, man, she doesn't have two heads. Like, if she doesn't give a shit, then I don't give a shit either. Mm. So it's it's not. I think it's an uphill battle yeah. for me. But the thing is, I've had a lot of practice. I got bullied a lot as mm. a kid. Yeah. And we, so, we, like, the night we spoke about that, do you yeah. remember? The night yeah. we actually spoke, yeah. we took off all of this. All of this. And no, we, we were, we we were on your back. balcony. I yeah. Remember, yeah. We sat back and we spoke. Yeah, we did. And, you know, our scars are really... They're real. I mean, they follow you. But the thing is, like, I was in boarding school. I was in, I did say you call it, Quara States, like, offer. My parents dropped me in the middle because they said... You are too spoiled and you're too proud. So they sent me there to like, mm -hmm. you know, um, I was there for two years, two and a half years, and I couldn't hang. Like, mm -hmm. I just couldn't do it. But they bullied me. But then... Did you tell them back home you had been bullied? A thousand percent. But like, they were like, okay. it can't be that bad. But then eventually they had to pull me out because they're like, okay, this child is not thriving mm -hmm. here anymore. Mm -hmm. But then I realized something. Did you know at that time that it was bullying? Because sometimes I feel like I, I as think... kids... I mean, I, I don't, I just, I think it was my normal, like, okay. because even when I was in Green Springs before, like, I still wasn't really, like, I, did, I had a hard time connecting with people, mm. especially guys, like, they just didn't want to be my friend, and yeah. I never was asked to be on football teams, thankfully, because F-Sports, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, sorry, guys. Up Manu, or whatever. Um, so this is my dad's team, sorry. Yeah, but I feel like, hell with you guys. I just, I, I was like, thank God, but then, yeah. I just always... Felt like I wasn't good enough mm. or accepted enough. So I just kind of kept to myself a lot. Um, so I think in a way, I didn't, it was my normal. I didn't really think, I just thought that people were mean. Mm. And, I, and I thought that maybe I was too soft. Mm. So I Did you build judge myself. walls? No, well, yes, actually, mm. with my mom. And it took me a lot to let people close to me um, because I just didn't want them to like, be mean to me mm. um so i didn't really have any real proper proper friends until i was about maybe 16 17 um and then by that time a lot of them now went abroad for school i was here mm. um for i had I, I spent two extra years in nigeria after high school because i was like 15 when i graduated mm. i wanted to go to university and i was by myself for those two years like everybody had gone so wow. 
Milore. I was just at home mm. in my house, just like Jesus Christ. And I had a lot of time to think. Mm. And then it just got to a point where I'm kind of like, once I get into university, I'm going to do things differently. And thankfully, I met one of my best friends in my entire life, like four months before I went to university. We have to be going to the same tiny ass conservative Baptist university in Texas. So, and we've been friends since like, for like 14 years now. So yeah, it's been, and so ever since then, I now went from having zero friends to being one of the the party, popular people in college. Like in, I was, yeah, a rumor went around in university that I was a prince. African prince. African prince. That always was. And I, I, I told them, I'm like, guys, I am not, I'm not. And, you know, they're, texting, they're like, Danola, we know you are. Stop lying to us. I'm like, I am not. Sh- I mean, if you sure. showed up looking fabulous all the time. Oh, I was always in the look. I was always like, in the look. Yeah, he definitely I was in some, the look. I was like. Some inherited Something, dream. something. I was like, some, you, know you know From Zamunda or I something. I let it happen. They ended up writing <laughs> an article about me in university. So wow. I, I went from like literally not. Being able to connect yeah. with being able to connect. And I think that's when... I mean, I don't know exactly what I'm doing at any given point. Mm. But I know what my purpose is in life. I'm, I'm here to make people feel something. Mm. Outrage, happiness, <laughs> Whatever hope, it is. Y'all feel something. Uh, y- y'all gonna feel something. <laughs> <laughs> Eat it. You know, we're so, I, I think one of the reasons why we connect so much is that we're very, very similar in the sense that I wasn't always the swan. I was the ugly duckling growing up. Um, not necessarily ugly. My hair grew funny. Mm. I also dealt with, you know, loss at a very young age. Yes, I remember you And, you know, dealing with loss, I didn't know the vacuum it left in me that I always wanted to create the perfect family because I had mine taken away from me. Yeah. So I would lie about people being my family members in school that were not my family members. Mm. It's so weird. You know, you told me... I didn't know that that was a trauma I was dealing with. Like, I will just be like, this senior is my oldest sister. And just tell people in my class that I have five sisters and I have this. And then it wasn't true. Mm. But I just always felt like my perfect family had been taken away from me at such a young age that and I would like imagine... Daydream, like dreaming of... Like you were, I would daydream a school yeah. mother who is supposed to look after me in school automatically becomes my sibling. And it for a very long time, led me not to have boundaries mm. because you always want to have people around you mm. and you never want to, you know, people react to loss differently. Yeah. Some people, you know, become very, very withdrawn. And I think I went through every phase. Yeah. I went through a withdrawn phase to where, you know, that wasn't working out, trying to make everybody my friend. And then I just went to a lone ranger phase. Yeah. And, like you know, me against the world, rebellious, just doing things crazily because there's a there's a cry for something just like you know what we, i remember i remember that night when we spoke about this and because before i came over to yours that day i think that was the first time i came to yours and i mean i had always liked you like from the jump i never had an issue with you but then you hear things and you're yeah. like hmm, i wonder what this person is like like and um, properly but then that day honestly humanized you a lot for me you and sent I'll, me a message after. Actually. Yeah, I, I was like, thank you for sharing your, yeah. your truth with me. I think yeah. I said that because I I think I learned so much about you and it, a lot of things made sense. And what really struck me about it was how aware of it you were. Mm-hmm. Like you knew exactly why you were the way you were. And you also let me even offer some insight as well. Mm. As to, I was like, oh, do you think maybe because of this, that you have to do with this? Why, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I really appreciate that. And honestly, like, and I'll say it again, like, I am so sorry that you went through so much as a child. Thank you. Like, it's not an easy thing to kind of, like, navigate such big yeah. changes and then, big you know, losses. But then you don't even know if they're, you don't, that's what I mean by we, we're constantly healing from certain things. Yeah. Because back then, you don't even know how 
huge this is. You don't know how this is going to change your life and come out in different areas. It affects the way you show up in the world. You know, you just show up with exactly. And I find out that as an adult, there are things that will happen to me and a memory might pop up and it's from something that happened to me as a child that I haven't completely fully unpacked. Yeah. Oh God, being an adult is a lot. I mean, you know, like, so, but but basically, you know, there's something I read because I I'm not a religious person. I'm mm, more yeah. spiritual. Mm. Um, there's something I read that basically adults are just um children and children with trauma. Yeah. You know, and so at any given point, you're just really doing a lot of work to heal your inner child. Mm. And so those memories, and it's really fascinating. Like when those memories come, it means that it's like a trapped energy or trapped um issue that has come up for review mm. and it's up for you to it's up to you to kind of like reparent yourself in those moments and be like this was the first time I felt this emotion mm. with, with this memory what could I tell myself then to help them get through that mm. and you repent that you I'm like repairing that version of you mm. and that child is then healed mm. and that trauma slowly dissipates away mm. and you like like you don't carry it in your body anymore Mm. I think the first thing just going by what you're saying like one of the the biggest things for me is I have a lot of trust issues oh same (laughs) and I think the first time my trust was broken was actually by God and that often like sometimes you hear that oh God and I'm like God how do I forgive you when you were the one who hurt me first you know what I mean it was so silly and if I say it people will laugh at me but I remember you know back then my parents had taken me to a revival and the pastor at the revival had said, you know, when you go home tonight, you know, because, you know, back then parents and I, they were always, oh, my, that could suggest from Shah. from here, just, you know. So we, we, went, we used to go to CAC and then, you know, these revivals where we'll take mats and we'll, we'll fall asleep and oh there'll be water because they're there praying, praying the kingdom of God down. And I remember I was awake at the time when the revival was coming to an end and the pastor said, when you go home um, tomorrow night, ask God, to visit you and come to you and talk to you and show himself to you. And it's weird. This is the very first time I'm ever admitting this. Right from when I was a young girl, I would always think so deep, like, why am I here? Who am I? Mm. What's inside of me? Is this a break? Like, I used to always have those moments where either I'm taking a bath, I'm on the toilet, and I'm just imagining what's inside of me who am I and I remember I held on to that word because I wanted God to come to me to tell me who I was Mm. and I was brushing my teeth and I said God I'm going to bed please wake me up like you know I want to talk to you tonight like I'm anticipating and he never came and he broke my heart it broke my heart so much that I never talked to anyone about it I just thought God didn't like me because he didn't come to visit me that night do do you know the funny thing about it like when you say those things, like, who am I and whatever, the answer is, like, literally right there. Really? You are the person asking those questions. That's who you are. You see why I brought you here? Because they are so deep, guys. This I, is what happens every time. It's the trauma, guys. Thanks. <laughs> uh, my therapist will thank you, guys. I'll send you, like... Oh, my God! Yeah. Ooh, you know? <laughs> it's the trauma. Oh, my God! The Oops. trauma! Boy... Yeah, but, but, but it's it's what I, and it's so true. Like, you are the being that's asking those questions. Yeah, but who is that person? Like, wh- what is the being? This face, like I an just, expression of God. That's just honestly. Yeah, what but it so, is. so why didn't you just why didn't as a child why would God rather have me heartbroken and not just 
maybe just whisper in my ear when you're sleeping that I'm here. Like I was anticipating yeah. Denola. And that was the first man who never who left me, <laughs> who stood me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my life, oh, my child. trust issues. Ever since then, oh Lord. My trust issues oh, Lord, have mercy. from there. Like, Lord, yeah. if you could do this to me. And then, of course, other human beings will do that. You know, I don't have an answer to that. But I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. Even my therapist doesn't have an answer to no, that. No, but, but, but the thing is, look, I, I, I think we're always, we're always searching for God. But the, And what I have resolved to, because again, like I said, this year mm. has been Gospels. It's oh my god, <laughs> good God Almighty! <laughs> like I think I, I think I, I, it was so bad that at some points I attempted to pray in Yoruba, and my Yoruba is not that great. <laughs> so for me, I was like, but I, I realized something. God is in everything, yeah. and God is in everyone, and mm. God is not a stationary thing. It's a different expression in different ways, and. It may not necessarily be... God is in the details. Mm. So it may not necessarily be how you expect God to show up. Mm. But God shows up in numerous ways. It could be through a meaningful conversation. It could, it could be through a chance encounter. It could also be in the way that when things that, are, that happen, mm. happen, mm-hmm. you're still standing. Mm. That grace and that no, like, but you know, we protection. Have, we, we have to have that conversation, Lord, if you're listening to Dedola and I. Stop trying to test me as a stronger I'm tired of going... I said yesterday. I am not. tired of going through things that may be stronger. I'm, I'm, when do I'm, I get to the other side? Like... like eh, it's enough. It's like, my I friend. Mean, thanks and whatnot. And, you know... But, like... I, yeah. Mulasi, lower, lola, and laugh. Yeah, she understands. Like, I need to just... I'm like, you know, this whole... enough. This whole... When people tell you things like, oh, it's because God can trust you. makes you handle this battle. I don't want to be trusted. God, please don't trust me anymore. <laughs> you know. Do you understand? It's, it's just even... Just trying to navigate my mental health being sane. Yeah. Dealing with all the businesses that I have and still finding yourself, finding the ways to open up and mm-hmm. you still get shot on. And then guess what? Because you're a good person, you have to forgive, not for them, for yourself, for yourself. But also, at the do you know how many things I've had to forgive that I didn't even need to talk about? I just, you know, when we are healing from things we can't even yep. talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but you know, one one thing I would say that um, that God has done for me though, every single person that has done me wrong, it's not that God punishes them. Because I don't believe. I believe mm-hmm. that your karma is your your karma in different ways, but mm-hmm. I never wish for suffering, but. Every single person that has done me wrong has always, always, always had a light bulb go off. Mm. If you are down the line and have constantly been like, I am so sorry I did this and this and this and this and this to you. Please, will you forgive me? And yeah, I'm but like, can I say something about that though? I, before I would be like, yeah, that's such a good oh, feeling. I, but now, I stopped feeling that way. Because, because like, what do you have to Because why, why, and this is my thing for people when they try to apologize to me. Why did you have to be a shitty person? It's not okay for you to come and say sorry. Tell me why mm. you were a shitty person to me. Yeah. Tell me, take accountability because do you know how many, how many hours I sat in a therapist chair? Do you know how oh, much oh, oh, I spent to heal from this BS? It's not okay for you to wake up one day and say you're sorry. sorry yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> do you know, fuck, do, what if I ran She's mad? Like feeling it what if I ran mad? What if I wasn't True. here for you to apologize True. to me anymore True. stop being a shitty person how about that <laughs> you know I, I, before that used to be like 
Yes, auto con light bulb moment. Jimmy God will show you. I stopped feeling yeah. like that. I'm like, Lord, you want me to forgive this motherfucker, right? Lord, why do they? Why do I have to be the one to bleed out? I'm mm, bleeding, mm, and this mm. person is enjoying, and then they go around the world when they are satisfied. They're not like, oh my then god, I remember. You know, I actually, ah, I offended. I could okay, have been better. Then, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. No, bitch, I'd rather not get that apology. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I so for Misha, me myself personally, mm. now saying like, I have this saying with my family. I'm ninety five percent right most of the time, so. The petty side of me is kind of like, yeah, bitch, you better be fucking sorry. Like, mm. I knew you were stupid. I knew you were trash. And here you are realizing it. Bravo. Yeah, but do you let them you know back I mean? into your life? No. Right. So, and see, look, I will always give grace because I haven't always been the, the best. most perfect yeah, person yeah. as well. We all are. But um, there's something called boundaries. And there's also something called, you know, you and another person are not always going to evolve at the same level at the same time. So like say that again. That is actually you are you you are another person. You you are not going to evolve at the same level and at the same time. And sometimes you get to redefine the terms of any connection in your life, friends or family. And so like I've I've actually had difficult conversations with people that you know maybe once upon a time we were like best of friends. And I realized that the way the way they were moving, I didn't align with. And I said, listen, I love you, but right now I do not align with who you are as a person. And we just stop talking. I'm like, it doesn't mean that there's any the, there's any love loss, but I cannot participate in this dynamic with you because it doesn't serve me. Mm. Now, those people then level up and they get to a place where we can actually converse and we talk and we've redefined the terms of our friendship. We'll never be as close as we were before mm-hmm. with all love. Mm. I learned this lesson the hard way in 2019. Like there was a mass exodus of like, a lot of people in my life. I think I told you about that. Yeah, it, somebody was trying to like turn all my friends against, against me you. and yeah, succeeded. But but yeah. but then I realized I was like the people who really know me. Don't you hate when even friends let you down by letting those kind of people succeed? No, but the thing is, I I kind of saw it as a blessing though, right? Because it, it's kind of like there's something called an energy leak. You yeah. may not realize if you if you are distracted, not putting your all into other aspects of your life is is because something irrelevant it's is taking down. your energy and your time. Mm. So I saw it as an as an opportunity to energy cleanse, remove cords mm. and attachments with people that, you know, I didn't need to have. Because look, when you grow up not really feeling um loved by people around you, you form unhealthy codependent attachments with people, right? Oh wow. And so like I, I realized preaching. Pre- no but Ooh. but I realized Say that, like, that again. I, but I realized that like I need I felt like I had to be needless. You let people feel Voids because yeah, because you because you want to feel useful and loved. So like you're just presence. Like dump all your stuff on me. Tell me everything that's going on with you. I don't. When, mind. when is my turn, ghost? Ghost. You know what I mean. And mm. I realized that like I get to redefine the terms of any dynamic in my life. I have not gotten it down to a science. I have not. I'm still learning in this year that like you can love another person so much. I want to give them everything, but they may just not have the capacity or want to even just give that to you anyway. And at that point, you absolutely have to walk away from things that are just like not good for you. Yeah, but then how do you now, re- how do you handle rejection? Because I hear all you're saying and it's that's not nice. But, you know, because I feel like for me, I can get to that point where I feel like, yes, you know, this person should have been this kind of friend to me. But unfortunately, they were not. 
instead of me to just take it as that, sometimes I also bear the burden of thinking You're maybe there's something maybe about me, me yeah. that didn't make that person a good friend to me. To me. Yeah. And also I feel like, you know, words are like life. You know what I mean? And certain things that you've heard as a child, certain things that, you know, you've heard said to you either by family or even people that you once trusted. We think that we get over those things, but they find a way to now hide in certain areas. Because I say this to people, when Noah was building the ark, yeah, we just read it biblically. Mm -hmm. God said, rain's gone fall. Mm -hmm. Noah, build me an ark. And save my people, right? Mm. Now imagine somebody going to, I just said, I did roundabouts. That's like a popular place in VI for those who are not Nigerians. And we're driving past the person building an act in today's age. Mm. Imagine how many of us wind down and think, madman, yeah. carry him away from yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. He must be stupid. Imagine how many times he will get locked up because the government is like, you have constituted a nuisance. Yeah, yeah. Imagine how many times he will knock on your glass and be like, Denola, come to the act, give it, and you'll be like, Okay, you, you are, are insane. You are insane. I'm going to you know what I mean? Cocktails. So, true, true. The rain did fall. Noah was vindicated. But the latter part of his life, says the Bible says Noah was a drunk. Mm. I really, I connect So I didn't with know that Noah part. I just thought Because he, his, his daughters had, the, had their way with him. He was a drunk. And I imagine what made him a drunk. It's like, God, your prophecy came to pass, but why wasn't it in your face? Why did you have to wipe off all those people? They didn't even get to see me win. Mm. It's almost like the act came. I did it all. We had to restart again. And you know what I mean? That was that. Finding the, 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 I think that the words that were said to him and we, we, we read those things as stories, but we don't realize how those, imagine how he felt in the later part of his life. People calling him a failure, a madman. Those things have a way mm. to, to hide in certain places. Mm. So for me, it's like, you know, I start to blame myself. Mm. Like maybe there's a reason why this person did this to me because at some point in my life, somebody had said some unkind things to me that I didn't get over. Or I thought I got over, but, but still found still a way up. to... But, but, but I think, so for me, I don't take rejection well, but not in the way you would think. Like sometimes like when it comes to work and things like that, I'm just kind of like, okay, this just wasn't meant for me, whatever, that's fine. But when it comes to interpersonal relationships, especially people that you hold in high regard, it does hurt. I'm mm. not going to sit here and tell you that like, oh, I'm like, eh, please, I can do bad all by myself. It's easy to do that, but that's called avoidance. Mm. And if you avoid it today, you will address it in the future. So <laughs> I sit, I, I sit with it, sometimes a bit too long, but then, like you said, it does make me think, am I the problem? Maybe I am unlovable. But that's the thing. You even thinking that, that's also showing you where you need to heal. because And that's just showing you where you need to pour more love into yourself. And I'm working on that right now. So if I think maybe I'm the problem, maybe I did something wrong, it's showing you where you have insecurities about yourself. Why are you so quick to attack yourself over what somebody else has done to you? Dude, so yeah, so, you're, you're so so you're saying that their own reaction and their feelings are more important than yours. Why? Why, why do you think that? Mm. Is it because you feel like you have to be um useful to be loved? Mm. No. I was watching this thing where this woman said on Instagram, um, she just started doing this video. Someone sent it to me, and she was trying to talk to young ladies and just young people in general that, you know, all her life she realized that the problem was she always was she always felt like she needed to be chosen and did not choose herself so you know it came from even from being a child at home mm. she felt unpretty mm. she felt like you know when they go out she goes out with her friends boys will talk to her friends they won't talk to her he already started to make her feel a certain and she didn't even know those feelings were loud till she went through i think she went through two divorces 
or maybe one, I can't remember. But the the point of that conversation was saying that we need to begin, you know, we need to begin to ask young people, even if boys don't give you attention, even if you go to a party and nobody says your outfit is nice, you know, we need to begin to let them believe that it's okay for you to say those things to yourself. Mm. Because once we begin to rely on outside validation, it it's, goes so deep. You don't so even understand how deep it goes. Yeah. So you now get to a dateable age and you, you think that, you know, the person has to choose you. So many of us down what we want in relationships and think about what that person wants. So it verbatim, no word of a lie, I was having this exact conversation like two weeks ago. I think for me as well, I've been so preoccupied thinking about how the other person feels about me and know how I feel about the other person. And and I and I and that is something that like I need to unlearn desperately because like why am I not allowed to have an opinion on you and spending expending my energy on you like why do i have to wait for you to give me something that looks like what i want you know i can be clear about you know my requirements and my boundaries and say i'm gonna to, to place you here this person i can give you this you know um so it's definitely a, a lot of it's a, about unlearning self-abandonment when it comes to like accepting and giving so someone actually said that to me a while ago in my life that I had abandonment issues and I didn't realize how right the person was. Um, I thought the person was trying to be mean back then, but then it took me healing to a certain capacity. Notice I said to a certain capacity because mm-hmm. healing is a continuous journey. It's not linear, journey. child. Do you know what it's I mean? It's not linear. And I realized that I always used to want the person, like I'll just dump on the person. Like I remember I'll get back home from work and it's like from the door. That did happen to me. With no breather. It's like, you know, do you know you do have abandonment issues? You know, what happened to you as a child? And I was like, Ha. Ha. Yeah. That's a drag shot. I can't lie. But I mean Look at me today. You know. Still feeling feeling it. But healing as we go. It's not a bad thing to want intimacy. Yeah. But then it has to come from a place where you're not codependent. And Mm. I'm also learning that as well. Yeah. Like, I don't really know what a um, healthy attachment looks like Mm. in any relationship. Mm. You know? As a single Pringle right now, I'm very single. Me too. Um, I... um, I'm not realizing that, like, you know what? Yes, I wasn't always in the wrong in my past relationships. But I also wasn't necessarily... Operating from a place of abundance. Wholeness. Abundance. So, and abundance yeah. is not even financial. It's about self-love. It's about, you know, not being good, better. It's about being gracious enough to, to understand that in every relationship, mm. it's one that I have with yourself mirrored. Oof. So if I abandon myself, you're going to abandon me eventually. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's so profound. I mean, so how do we finally get to that place where we say, whew, I'm totally healed. Is there a place like that? If anybody tells you that, then they're fucking lying. I'm sorry. Wow. Like, nobody, I don't think, look, that's the point of life. Like, we're supposed to, while going through the human condition, none of us are make, making it out alive. And this year taught me something. I went through something, oh, I lost somebody really, really close to me. Oh, I'm so sorry In May, that. thank you. And shortly after that, I also, like, went through, like, a big, personal upheavals as well and it made me realize that life is actually really really freaking short and people say it but i really felt it for Mm. real this time so whoever needs to stay can actually stay Mm. and whoever has to go be it through death or through a forceful exit can actually Mm. go Mm. you are left alone 
to pick up the pieces and how you rebuild your castle from the ruins says a lot more about you than everybody else. <gasps> so you have to choose yourself each time. Because if you don't, then you're just doing yourself. You can't do you be like, where's me? Do you ever get to a place where you just feel like, man, death wouldn't be such a bad idea? Yes, I've gone to that numerous times and that's me why I'm too. in freaking therapy. Guys, do it. Especially men, do therapy. You need it. So. Damn. You know, and I, I first need to applaud you for, you know, just speaking from the wealth of your heart and just being honest about that because, you know, there's a bit of shame that comes with people admitting the fact that they've been suicidal at some point in their life. I mean, but, but that's you know the thing, I mean? though. Because society like, expects you not to, to be strong. To be grateful for life. And What's not last year that all these men in Lagos are throwing themselves off the bridge? Like, yeah. yeah. And that's the same one that there were, you know, big boys wearing white trad. You know, mm. doing it. it doesn't, it's all smoke and mirrors. If you don't address the shit going on in your head, it will address you in real life, Oof, you know? So like, I just kind of need like, like, and and so, and, and uh, so I'm always very candid about mental health, mm. uh, especially with men. We're not taught to express ourselves. And that's why a lot of men in Nigeria are emotionally unavailable. It's because they are emotionally stunted. They don't even know how to name their feelings, mm. let alone say, oh, oh, I'm feeling this way about you. Mm. But why do you think it's so hard? Um, it's, 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 it's tradition. Yeah. The man is meant to be... Um, Big and strong, tears are a sign of weakness. Or oh, don't cry, be a man, do this. There's so many different ways to be a man. Like you'd be surprised that the most effeminate men are the ones that are stronger, braver, have more money, mm. have more summer homes, have more sense mm. than the ones that are, that, that are just bronze. Mm. Who bronze help? Yeah. By the time you're 70 years old, you will be creaking. Yeah. And then, so, and then God, God forbid you raising kids with a man that is emotionally not available. Like, it's bad enough that you're emotionally not available to me as a partner. Then, heaven forbid my child go through half of the things I went through. God, you. I beg. And I've said this thing. God, me, I beg. Men and women generally become a person that your child does not have to get therapy for. Yeah. Like, if, if I ever have children, I don't really know if I want kids, but if I ever decide to have children, I want to be a parent that my child does not have to get a therapist to get over. Mm. And a lot of us are in therapy for even things that are family, parents. Oh, thousand percent. Did to us. I'll give them a shout out. They did their best. My parents yeah. were am amazing. My mom, oh my God, you know, my, I love my mom so much. And I love my dad too. Sorry. Love you, dad. Mm -hmm. um, but, but, I'm, but, you know, yeah. there's some things that they didn't always get right. Yeah. And those things, yeah. I'm a very sensitive person. Yeah. I emotionally raised myself from a very young age and I did the best I could with what I had. Mm. But that's why I'm in therapy right now. I'm a bit knocked, so, you know. Yeah, but then you know what, my friend, you're fabulously Thank knocked. Thank you, fabulously knocked. And fabulously we're knocked. moving from one knock to the other. As long as we heal from it and, you know, we we, we are in the know. Yeah. Sometimes I feel bad for our parents as well because I feel like if, if they knew, they could have also gotten help. Yeah. A lot of our parents are going to go to the grave With the being regret. the way they are. Not healing completely. Angry. Still not understanding. With you know well. what I mean? With a lot of regrets as well. And, you know, it's sad because we have the option of therapy now. We can sit in that chair and unburden. Yeah. And even the concept of therapy is, is so strange to them. If you try to talk to an old parent sometimes to say, let's go to therapy for this is what you did to me. They don't even understand accountability. They still find a reason why they did what they did. They're like, eh, well bought. Well bought. I'm like... Wait, can, can I ask you a question? When you have therapy, do you end up therapizing yourself? Because I end up being my own therapist in me, my session. How do you so know? So I'm like, why my am therapy, I... <laughs> my, my, therapy, my therapist just literally listens to me. Yeah. I'm and like, maybe oh. just throws in one bomb or two that leaves me driving home then there 
I now begin to do therapy in my mind, yeah. you know, like, you know, it's it's almost like it's self-reflective, as my therapist always says. My job here is to is to turn the, the mirror back to you. Back to you. Mm. You know what I mean? Everything that happened to you, you are not responsible for. Mm. But how you respond to it, mm. a little bit you might not be responsible for to a certain stage because you do not know ignorance. But going forward, how you respond to it is totally up to you. You know, people can say therapy is almost like, you know, when you have a wound, they have to scale the wound mm-hmm. for them to see fresh uh, um, skin. skin for it to heal. So in us, evacuating all of that is the pain that you feel. And that pain is a lot. I remember the first couple of weeks I was in therapy. I didn't want to go back because I just hated each time I'd go there. You, you feel it was like dragged, it was a ball in my, you, yeah. my, a ball in my throat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't quite understand why it was so painful until the day I let it all out. I cried. Yeah. That's I what it cried. is. It's energy. That's just trauma. And I think the goal in life, and I think that's how you know, is knowing who you are outside your trauma. That's who you really are. So if so, answer your question: Who am I? Remove all the trauma and the conditioning and who you've had to be to live with that pain. That's what you really are. Hmm. So good luck finding that out, man. It's tough. Thank you. I have a lot more work to do. Tell me too. Dinos, <laughs> I absolutely love this. I knew it was definitely going to be one of these because every time we connect, um, I like the fact that I have quality people in my life where if I even call you and I want to just even rant, yeah. you just... Listen, Always remind me you're a bad you, bitch. Are you, after I finish ranting, they don't allow be like, okay, are you done? Are you done? Okay, Tim, are you done? Right, you're a bad bitch. You're yeah, a bad bitch. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. And I'm like, Oof, okay, that feels With nice. With no charges. Thank you, my love. You're and welcome, I, and you know what? I'm so proud of the man that I see every time I look at you. I'm, I'm happy for you know your growth and how you are you, literally man. just authentically yourself we're trying a lot to... of people are looking at you and wishing if only i could just have the balls to stand in my truth and embrace it all and be like you know what this is who i am love I me appreciate or you leave i appreciate me. you thank you so much um, love you you know so, so good luck with everything thanks my love and i can't wait to have you back maybe we'll talk when we found something else that is you know, tricking us, not tricking us. <laughs> Hopefully, not tricking us. When we've healed past this, and then we can now be like, remember that one time? Like, oh my god, that was crazy! LOL, stop. Yeah, love you, smart. Love you so much. Yeah, love you too. I'm doing that right. Is is the nails? Yeah, I it's think actually the nails. You kind of have to, yeah. Okay, so I think I'm doing it right. Yeah, now. I did it right. There. I finally there got go. it. See? Chat with you guys on the next episode of Toquette Moments. Mwah. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.